Hey, this is Todd coming to you from the uh, Sports Library and Spirituality in Verona, Wisconsin. And I just want to say thank you to, to Anchor and Spotify for the, uh, the chance to be, the chance to have a podcast. And I would like to also say thank you to the listeners, too. Thank you. Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports Library of Sports and Spirituality. Uh, just another day in the sunshine for me. Um, doing some podcasts, I like it that way. But anyways, so I'm going to be doing a podcast on the uh, preview of the Marlins. In their youth. So we got uh, <clears throat> starting off with uh, with Stud for the uh, top prospects here. Yuri Perez, six feet eight, in rotation. Early uh, 2023, I believe, for his call-up. He has the he has the makeup of uh, if he can get that delivery. I think he can repeat his delivery. He's gonna be awesome. He's got all that torque, and uh, you know he's gonna be coming coming off the mound, and you know, and, and using his scythe and. Uh, Getting it behind him, so he just—he might even go up a couple, a couple extra, a couple extra notches on the old radar gun too. So yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting. Um, I can see, uh, I can see, I can see the the promise in him. I want to read all this stuff, you know, and they talk about. They talk about his goodness, you know, and what's the uh, what's the big part of it for him? Um, what I see is uh, he's what I see too is that he he has a uh, fastball that's seventy on a, on a uh, scale of scale uh, scale of two to eight, so he's he's a seven with his with his fastball. And it's change up also, so they can feed off each other, which is just lethal. And then he's got the he's got that arm too, and the long arm. I mean, when you got that, you got the change up, you got that arm starting to whip at you. You think, yeah, it's going to be really difficult to hit. And uh, his control is a six, which is really good, or sixty, which is really good. And his curveball is a fifty-five. Slider is a sixty, so he's gonna he's gonna need to uh, he's gonna need to work on a few things, become that to become that star, and uh, that he's uh, he's you know he's got the maturity and the mound presence of, of of the star of the star that he could be, and Max Meyer is a uh, age twenty three six feet one ninety six. Well, he burnt out his arm 
and you know, a lot of the times this slider is going to be a uh, is going to take it take it toll on his arm, but whatever. He's going to make a lot of money too because when he comes back from reconstruction surgery to Tommy John, you're going to see uh, a lot of times these guys come back and they're in better uh, better condition. They're in some better condition was when they before they went under they under surgery under the knife, and they they're uh, they're improved a lot. It's pretty amazing. I've heard of that a lot, quite a few times. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But yeah, he went to Minnesota. Minnesota was a Golden Gopher and had a great career. Um, the thing is, is that like he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss all 24, but 25. I'm sorry. He's gonna miss all 23, and and it will be back at 24. So. It's something that uh, that's gonna work out real well. Yeah, because he's got a fastball that's a sixty. He's got a slider that's a seventy and a curveball fifty-five. And his uh, consistency, or his control, I should say, is a fifty. Jacob Barry, LSU. Powerful third baseman. He was at Arizona, and when his uh, manager from Arizona went to LSU, he went with him. And Johnson is going to be a. It's uh, going to help Barry some more, so that's good he didn't get split up because that's why Barry had such a big year at LSU. And um, he was a power-hitting third baseman. When he came in last year, he came in pretty slow, too, because he was fatigued. And uh, that's what I believe, anyways. His stats look like it. So he is supposed he's supposed to put it together this year and have a great have a great year. You know, he's he's the sixth pick in the draft, so that tells me a lot when he twenty twenty sixth pick in the draft. Dax Fulton, lefty, six feet six, 21 years old, change up, change up that's a 50, controls a 50, fastball 55, curveball is a 60, sliders a 55. He has the makeup, says to be a really good pitcher, but it's going to take time to develop all those pitches. And the main one too is develop his control better. Fifty for is not really is not good control for a you know on that starting uh, scale. But Sandy Alcantara and point nine eight whip. He won the Cy Young last year. Twenty two. 32 games, 207 Ks, and 228 innings. Obviously, he's going to be getting the start on opening J. And he will be uh, dealing. So, Matt Barnes is the, uh, he came over from the Red Sox. He's always been just a notch below steady. You know, he comes in, he got came from last year at 1.44 whip. 
Well, I don't know how much that has to do with Fenway, but I would imagine it does have some stuff to do with Fenway. But you got a, you know, 1.34 whip, and uh, and with the Red Sox in 20 and 22. It's 47 out of 73 while with the Red Sox. It's horrible. 47 saves and 73 opportunities. And 431 is two-thirds his lifetime uh, innings pitched. And uh, he had 200 strikeouts and 58 walks. So... Needless to say, he's going to be a uh, he's going to be a good one, and uh, when he comes over from the from the from the Marlins, because he should be on that penalty home field advantage type thing. We'll see what happens. You know, it's you just never know, especially with the new uh, the new system coming in for the rules. OPS seven oh two. For Johnny Cueto, oh, I'm sorry. Johnny Cueto's stats with the White Sox last year, I think tomorrow will sign him. Sign him as a free agent. I should know that, but I don't know. <laughs> but he's over, he's playing for, uh, he's been pitching for, for Miami this year. He had 3.75 ERA last year. 409 OPS. And, uh, a four nine OPS, and um, he had his OP OBP OPS was seven oh two. Yeah, he had a uh, OPS of seven oh two when he was in the Reds, White Sox, Giants, and Royals. Yeah, that's pretty good. But I'm gonna go back on something here. Jesus Luzardo. He's six foot, two hundred eighteen pounds, and he's got a uh, hundred innings pitched and one hundred twenty strikeouts, one point zero four whip last year. He had a uh, one point six two whip the previous year. So he's gained a lot of momentum. He's, I believe that he's worth taking a look at for fantasy. Obviously, Alcantara is a good fantasy pickup too. And uh, keep an eye on Matt Barnes because maybe they can, they know something that we don't. They can get him straightened out and he can start throwing the ball as a closer and uh, being able to do some damage. He's the type of guy that I believe that can that can close if he can get straightened out because he seems to be uh, seems he seemed to be have the opportunities with the Red Sox to go right though, so we'll see. This is another one I like really like a lot for the Marlins, and he's got a uh, you're gonna have to want to take a look at him for getting a getting on a fantasy team. Um, 
Edward Cabrera. He had 14 games started, pitched 98 innings, 71 and two thirds, 44 hits, you know, one point, I'm sorry, and 177 batted, batted balls in place, 1.07 whip. He had uh, 1.03 ground out the air out. 1.26 home runs. He buy that by nine, so that would be uh, so little it's over uh, one a game. He's, he's giving up some bombs. There's no doubt about that. 9.42 K deep over nine. So he had no one point. He had a. Good year going last year, that's for sure. And he had a uh, opponent's average of 0.621. So I'm going to be throwing some stuff at you guys, but I'm just trying to get you to understand about fantasy and stuff like that and help you. I'm no guru, but I don't, I, I seriously know my numbers. Braxton Garrett, 25 years old. He had a uh, 670. 670 OPS. And In his career, he was, uh, he's valid though, there's no doubt about that. He's a left-hander, he's, he's been, uh, he's had a, a very good arm and, uh, he had an injury two years ago, but he seems to be rebounding last year. Uh, he had 670. He had 670 OPS in 2021, 67% strikes in 21, and uh, in 20 it was 62.1, and 50, so yeah, he struggled big time, you know, and up until last year, he started throwing more strikes. Um, so they're going to be they're going to be looking at him and uh, throw strikes in camp and to uh, start working his ball ball sinker ball back and forth. Uh, Trevor Rogers, better mach- better mechanics, two thousand and two negative year per career. 2021 was the best year. He in 2021 he had 307 bad balls in place. Um, so, anyways, he's one of the uh, 
he's one of the young babies coming up. Hopefully, he can re- reroute his career towards the moving towards the uh, improvement. He was the uh, I believe the sixth pick in the draft in 2020. Um, I know he's a first round pick though, so tells me a lot. Tells me there's a lot of hope for him, but they, he, I don't, he, they're still waiting on him. Let's just put it that way. J.C. No, I'm sorry, J.T. Chargois. Chargois, yeah. It's, uh, it's got a little twist to it. 32 years old, so he's going to pitch it on with a pen. 22 and a third last year, 9.94 whip. Uh, the year before, he had 53 Ks and over 20 walks. And uh, he had 30, 32 over 40 Ks. So he had 32 starts and he had 40 Ks. I'm sorry, 32 innings and 40 Ks. There we go. And a 1.47 whip in uh, 2022. So, so what we got is a uh, Chargois too. He was. I mean, you go back and forth, but he was with the Dodgers, Twins, and Tampa Bay. And like that's a, that's the course for a lot of these guys, but yeah, he's 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 looking solid in the pen. He started out and he's having a rough career, but he's been able to smooth it out. Um, Dylan Floral, fifty-six games, fifty-three and two-thirds, a one-point-one-seven WHIP. He pitched for the Cubs, Tampa Bay, Dodgers, and he's a Marlin. And he uh, he just not set the world on fire. Matter of fact, you know, like Matt Barnes was the closer, he had the same situation going on here. You know, pulling saves, he was he blew six saves in uh, in 2022, which is not, not a good thing. And uh, I'm sorry, and, and I'm sorry, 2021. He was 15 out of 20. 22, he was 10 out of 14. And he had a 217 um, batted against average in 21. And 235 and 22, it looks like. So, batted, batted against average. Yeah. average. Big lefty, Stephen O'Kurt. He's a good, he's a, uh, type of left hand has been around for a while. He was with the Dodgers at, or I mean the Giants at first. It's just like, he's got some, uh, he's got some, um, experience behind him too, so he can, these guys are in the bullpen that can talk to him about what's going on. He can teach them. So that's a uh, 
That's what they like their uh, their their veterans to do. Any team. Like he had uh, 60 games in relief with a 51 and one third innings and 63 Ks. He had a 1.17 WHIP. In 2021, he pitched in 34 games last year. Um, he had a uh, 21. He had he gave up. He gave up. He had 183. 22. He had 186 against. Uh, those are really excellent numbers. They show that he can. He can. Uh, Get some batters out with that stuff. Picked up Devin Smeltzer. And uh, he's on the uh, minor league roster. He's on the, uh off the 40, man. Um, but yeah, he, he's the type of pitcher that uh, he could win some games. He did the same thing in Minnesota. He had 140 innings. He only struck out 96, so that was one of the big downfalls about him. Um, in 70 and 30 innings, 67 hits. He gave up 13 long balls in 2022. But reality is that, you know, he, he might have given up that many long balls, but, you know, it's it comes down to You know, when he gave up some long balls, it comes down to how many people were on base when he gave up the long balls. That's the big question. All right, got another another guy on here that was uh, that fallen on the uh, minor league roster. And his name is C.J. Ngosa. He played some. He played shortstop and second base. He was with the Brewers to start his career off, and uh, yeah, I think he ended up on the San Diego on the uh, Grisham trade. So yeah, it was uh, Davies and Grisham, and this guy's to uh, San Diego, I believe. And for the Brewers back, I don't know. He, he, at least he's got some bats. No. So, anyway, I know who they are that came back. Well, I'll tell you, talk about them with the Brewers. Yeah, this guy, this guy was, did a really good job last year. Uh, 21, he had a batting average of uh, 316, and 22, he had, he had a batting average of 291. His OPS was eight nine or eight thirty two for last year, and uh, yeah, wait a minute, eight thirty two for twenty two thousand twenty one, eight forty one for two thousand and twenty two, and with this uh, twenty for forty two with runners in scoring position. This new system coming in, this guy could thrive for it. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him because he might be a good one to get on your uh, good one to get on your team. 
I don't understand this too because here's one. Here's a guy that Jose Iglesias. He keeps bouncing from team to team. You know, he's he's played on four teams in like eight years. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. You know, he's, he's with he's with the Orioles, Cubs, Rockies, and now he's with. Uh, Miami. 708 OPS last year. 1.3 air out to ground out. He had 30 doubles, zero stolen bases. And uh, he had three home runs last year in 137 games. No power at all. And they need to get, uh, teams are starting to get to the point where they need to get a uh, a certain amount of uh, home runs out of you to exist for you to be on the team. And that's what I see with Iglesias. It's, it's going to be a long run for him. He's going to be uh, having a lot of pressure on him, I believe. If he's going to be in the majors at all this year and he performs like that. Because the average shortstop, shortstop will have a uh, better offense. A lot better. He'll be a lot more offensive than uh, this uh, <laughs> Iglesias. And don't pick him up for your team. <laughs> I would do that. I know that much. Jake Mangum. He's another one of these guys that was down in AAA. And had a solid year for uh, for the Miami Marlins. And uh, he played 15. Uh, he played... He played well in AAA, that's for sure. He, he was in... Uh, 15, uh, 15 games, and he had uh, six times he played third base. Um, his OPS was 804 and uh, 22. And that was in the minors. And there's another guy, too. It's Brian Miller, and he had the leadoff hitter. He struggled. But maybe these new rules, he could be... Uh, he could be on the on the brink of something big. Air to ground out. He had a one point one eight. He's a lead up there. That's that sucks. And uh the catching position Fonts and Stallings. I just don't even see I don't even know why they have him on the team. It's just go with somebody new because both of them were were god awful last year. Uh, a nightmare because of their hitting. So I think both these guys are were in the uh, 500 range for GPS or OPS. They need a GPS to find their way to the bench, maybe. So, anyways, it's one of those things that you take a look at with a catching situation and you go, and you go into the uh, off, you know the. 
the non-roster part, and you look at the catchers, and I'm like thinking to myself, I don't know if these guys are any better, to be honest with you. So there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of uh, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of complaining if they if they bring those guys back. I can guarantee you that. So. It's Todd coming to you from the Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona. I'm going to be going to, uh, I'm going to, go to Part B. I thought I could get it on one, but they cut me, so I don't know what the, what's going on with that. But anyways, I'm going on to Part B, and uh, I'm taking off where I left off, and that was with the uh, lousy catching situation with the Marlins. So we, I, I always liked, uh, I always liked the guy from Jake Stallings for the Pirates, but he had a miserable year last year, so, so you never know, and, uh, he might come back and have a, he might come back and have a good year, you know, you just kind of keep your eyes open for them, and I say, don't, just bury him now, nope. Just keep your eyes open. He could be, uh, he could have had knee problems or something last year. Something was bothering him or shoulder or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit tough to hit then. So, so I'm trying to put my notes here. All right. So what we have here is we have, We already talked about that. The shortstops, all non-roster players. Um, should we, should we have in the minor leagues, we have uh, a good player who's looking at, uh, he's looking to get better, and he's, he's got he's got a potential to have a a lot of fan, good fantasy numbers. In the minors, he hit 20 doubles, 4 triples, 17 home runs, OPS 795. Does that mean he's going to do it in the majors? Uh, I would say no, but you never know. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. Anyways, you have Luis Arise, the batting champion in the, in the uh, American League. has 795 OPS last year at 316. He's a he's a he's a hell of a player. He had uh, thirty one doubles in twenty twenty two, and he had and he had fifty uh, fifty walks to forty three strikeouts. Wow! You know, it tells me a lot about a player in when he has more when he has more walks and strikeouts, and uh, you know that's it's a big thing for me to look at. I mean, he's you know if he has more. More walks and strikeouts. That means he's being, he's he's gonna hit. Uh, he's gonna hit the ball because he's gonna get good pitches to hit, and they're gonna have to come into him. You know, if he's a, if he had a miserable strikeout to walk roller, you feel like he struck out 190 times and walked 10 times. You'd be like, whoa, <laughs> something wrong with that one. But no, this guy's good. This guy's gonna be good. There's no system they have now. He's going to be, uh, he's perfect for it. So, the next one is John Bertie. 32 years old, 
240, 41 steals, 662. He's got 662. He's got a bad. He's got a. He's got a, oh, it's a weak arm, and uh, it's negative for him. But it's going to be what it does for him. Though it's going to be they're going to have to put him at second base. And uh, you know if they put him in at third or short, they're doing themselves an in. They're doing themselves a. They're giving themselves doing the wrong move. Let's put it that way. Because this guy, he's got the ability to be a good offensive player. He had 41 stolen bases last year. He only had the 662 OPS. So, next guy is Superstar Jazz Chisholm. 5'11", 184 pounds. He bats left-handed. He had 860 OPS. He had 14 home runs in 60 games. And, um... He's going to play center field this year. I think last year he was short. That's been like his normal. But Chad Sisson's going to be in the center field this year. And he can fly. He seems to have a certain charisma to him, too. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not, uh, he's, he's showy. He's not a hot dog. He's showy. He's very uh, flamboyant. And you know he's gonna be a he's gonna be a fun guy to watch, and I'm sure he's got a lot of his uh he's got a big fan club out there. Yeah, Garrett Cooper had nine home runs last year, seven fifty two OPS. I thought he's gonna be like Kevin Euclid with you know the uh, getting a lot of walks and stuff like that. But he once he got to the major leagues, he just he he hit seven fifty two OPS, but. Yeah, he strikes out a lot over the uh, walks, and it's it's too bad because he could have been. Uh, it's too bad because his he's got he has got the ability to be a good hitter. He's playing first base, and he could be the he could be uh he was with the Brewers and had some great years in the minors, and also I was thinking he's going to be maybe could be the Greek god of walks, and. Uh, it's not looking that way. Jordan Goshens has 70 Ks and 55 walks. He has 690 ground ball. I'm sorry, he had 690 OPS. Ground out to Arrows at 1.03. And. He had 2022 was his name, was his that was the year he was just, he had, did a pretty good job for him last year in 2022. And that's the thing is for me is that he's got, he can play first base, third base, shortstop. He's got the potential to be a, to be a good hitter too, to go along with it. Um, he's got, he's got a lot of potential. On to Gene Segura, 32 years old. 723 OPS last year. He had, uh, he's got 205 stolen bases for his career. And it's, it's seven, I'm sorry, 738 for his career and 723 for OPS too. But yeah, his OPS for his career is 738. In, 20, in 2016, he had a monster year. He had 102 runs scored. Uh, he, what he did too was, you know, he's, he's an excellent 
very productive. And, uh, you know, he's always had the power to hit 20 some home runs. He always had the power to hit 20 home runs. That's what, that's what he did. And the thing is, too, with him is that, you know, the, I swear the Brewers, I'm just going to say some stuff here. The Brewers must have been really screwed up because when I looked at his stats, his stats were much, much lower than he when he was with the Brewers. He went to Arizona and he took off on a run. Right when he got to Arizona. And that's the thing is, is that they've been a uh, victim of his, the Brewers have been his, his poor coaching, poor hitting instructors, um, overvaluing their talent and thinking they got the best guy on the block. And when he came over in the, uh, he came home, he came over in the Granky trade. And they traded him to Arizona for, uh, to, uh, for Segura and two guys that just did not work out. So, Joey Wendell. I think I like the actually like the Segura team is going after pitching and they got two good pitchers, but it didn't work out. Didn't do the trick. Happens a lot. That's actually that's like that's what goes on when when you get young players and trades like that and get the uh when you're selling off a veteran and you get young players and you know, they sometimes they don't hit, sometimes they burn out and get injured. You know, it's Baseball is a tax. Baseball is a very taxing game. It's very, uh, you know, it's very much a game where it's that I've seen that I've studied is that it has a uh, it has a certain ring to it. But these guys are playing every day, you know, and three or four games uh, at the same location, but then they move on. So they're flying to an airport and all this other stuff. Actually, I should restate myself. Actually, they stop at the airport. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Flying through an airport. So they got... Uh... So, yeah, it's, it's one of these, you know, it's Joey Wendell's the next guy up. That I have on here, anyways. Yeah, you walked 15 times last year. And, um... Struck off 50. So... The total bases were 194 in 2021, 22. So I stuck myself again. Okay, so anyways, he had 347 at bats. He had a .652 OPS and 12 stolen bases. I'm sorry, he had a 65% strikeout. So, um, you know, you know what? I'm. Let me come back on this quick. Sixty-five percent, twelve stolen bases. That was the percentage he had. Long times. I don't know about my. Oh well. That time to grouse now. I was lucky my brain works after being in that accident. That's for sure. Off the. Uh, Getting hit on foot, getting flipped up, and coming down my head on a sidewalk. That should be a lot worse than that. The guy put me, guy put me his foot down with me and got me going in the right direction. Twenty twenty two.
He just he did well. He had four home runs and 92 at bats. He had a 664 OBP. He can uh, put he plays well in the outfield. That's for sure. From what I'm seeing, anyways. So he he could either be a he could either be in a trade or he could be on the bench for the Marlins and uh, and he might be uh, taking up the uh, taking over. So Brian De La Cruz, seven twenty six OPS, four stolen bases, six foot two, hundred and seventy five pounds. And he did well last year. He had uh, 13 home runs. And he is going to be, he's probably going to be a uh, good for fantasy. Keep an eye on him. Same way with Gene Segura and Joey Wendell is the same thing. Obviously, Hill Garcia. You might want to keep an eye on him too. He's Good thing for him last year is done. <laughs> 583 OPS, eight home runs. And that's the thing about him is that he had four stolen bases. But when he was at the Brewers in 2020, he it was a COVID year. So it was a lot less uh, sample size. But he did not even hit a home run. You know, and they're paying him all this money and it was ugly, but then he comes back the next year and he hits 29 long balls and 86 RBIs, which doesn't really matter to me, but he had a good slugging percentage. He was one of the best hitters on the team. So, you never know, maybe something, maybe he was hurt when he came over or something, I don't know. But, you know, it's not for me to, uh, to know about either. Jesus Sanchez. 13 home runs. He had an OPS of 613 also. Good, he's a good player. He's, he's, got, he's a string bean is what he is. And, you know, he's, he has production problems, put it that way. Uh, you know, he's... Has a uh, he has a certain a certain body type that you would think he could drive in a lot more. You're gonna, he's going to hit home runs, but he's also going to be a uh, defensive whiz. And that was what they uh, that's what they're hoping for. So Jorge Soler, he struggled last year. Six eighty three OPS. Um, he hit 48 home runs in 2016. He was with the Royals then. And he came over from the Cubs. So he, um, well, he got in the World Series. He went over to the Braves and he got in the World Series two years ago. And, and he uh, went, ended up being the MVP of the World Series. He was such, he was, such a great bat. He made some, I think he made one what catch we went over the over, over the wall. So anyways, that's about it from that's I'm just gonna end this, end this, end this. Cause I had to go back through and re uh 
we put the put the uh, thing back together because the uh, I was talking to the other one. The thing just totally cut me off. So, anyways, what well, I think I said before, um, like I always say, you know, if nobody's told you they love you today, I do. And thank you for listening. And with that, in the power of love, thanks. <laughs>